Okay. Interesting, dude. Cool. So how I feel like I should know this. Are you 20 or 21? I'm 20. You're 20? Okay. You're a junior at Temple. Mm-hmm. When do you when do you retire the fake ID? <laughs> Fun fact, I actually don't have a fake ID. <laughs> really? Yeah, Good for you, dude. Yeah. It's I think there's a lot of stress I could have avoided because it got to the point where my junior year I didn't even use it because I was so tired of even risking it I was like I don't I don't get the same thrill <laughs> yeah that's this is just kind of if I rejected my whole nights over <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. Temple's a Temple's a house party school and I've never really been one for the bar scene or you know got life birthdays in April yeah yeah so Right now, I'm curious about these last couple of events, and we'll get into more detail when, like I said, this like the structured part will probably get going in like five minutes. But that last event you did seemed very like seemed big. Like, was that one of the bigger ones you've done, or is that kind of just when people ask you to kind of do the content creation behind it and getting the photography, or like obviously describe exactly what you did? But was that like one of the bigger ones you've had to do? Because it looked insane. Like it looked insane. Yeah, for sure. The one where I was at JMU, or just another nightlife. Armanti Bros, or yeah. who is it? It's the Armantani yeah. Bros. Like went on tour with Armantani Bros. Yeah, great guys. Like my best friends now. I feel like family. I feel like I know them my entire life. But. I felt like going to Virginia with them to JMU was one of like the biggest things I've ever done. Cool. Like I love. When was that? It's around like two weekends ago. I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. Yes, yeah, so that was that was a good time. And then Philly Welcome Week was the other night at the Av, and that was that was cool as well. But yeah, definitely some of the bigger events that I've ever done for sure. <laughs> That's sick. Okay, I was testing the audio again. Okay. All right. Cool. So now I kind of feel like I have a pretty good. Grip. I did my my homework. I would say it's very like <laughs> it's it's a kind of a thing where I just like to. I have base topics that I do, and it's if we get to them, we get to them. They're more there, so I don't we don't go off on like random tangents because it's very like as you know. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of do a pre recorded intro, so that's why this first stuff's going to be used, and the mid stuff's kind of going to be used, and whatever. But anyway. Evan Senior, welcome on, dude. I'm so happy you're the one leading off this podcast because a big thing I try to push is if you kind of want to connect with people, you have to be willing to reach out and you have to be willing to just kind of like, like you said, interact with them. Like people act like people are going to come to them. And you really like the DM like stood out to me, you know, appreciating what I was doing because like I was in a place where I I was creating stuff, but I didn't really know where I was kind of going with it. And that part res. Like you're like, you were getting something out of it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So then I was thinking, let's bring on the podcast. And all of a sudden, 21 year old entrepreneur, Evan Senior, vlogger, creator, artist. He's been in the YouTube game, pretty decent amount of time when I was looking back, a couple of years in the YouTube game, not an easy place to be. And he's probably one of the better editors I've seen out. And I want to make a point of that off the bat because these vlogs we put together, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm like, we have a similar, like, similar lives kind of going on I'm like god that looks fucking sick but anyway evan so happy you're here what's up man yeah just kind of if you want to lead off with that starting off you know where where are you from and kind of how did you get started and doing what you're doing now yeah no jack i appreciate you having me on this is awesome so i'm evan senior i'm from temple university in north philly pennsylvania and yeah i'm a content creator and youtuber been in the youtube game for around a year year and a half now with the whole intent of documenting my life the ups, the downs, and looking back on it in the future. 
and just reflecting. And yes, it's what I'm very passionate about. I know we talked earlier, looked in the mirror. Yes. This is who you are. You're a content creator. You're an entrepreneur. It's always been who you are. I always see entrepreneurship as how I see life. You know, everybody's trying to survive and skills and values you learn from entrepreneurship, you can use in the business world to survive. So that's why entrepreneurship is really my main passion. But yeah, content creation is, is who I am. Love editing and love documenting. Love editing. That's going to be a very high value skill. I keep telling everyone who wants to, like they're always like, oh, can we intern? Can we, can we do something? Like, how can I get involved? I'm like, bro, if you can become a video editor, that's the one part where I just love the marketing side so much that like having a fire video, it's just amazing, but I've had to learn it on off, but cool, man. So I kind of want to start with just some like loose ended questions. Like you said, you're a current content creator, you know, like who are your current, who are your favorite current creators right now and why? Ooh, I love yeah. any lifestyle vlogger. So that just popped in my head is Jack Bratsit. He's from, okay. from Cali, a good friend of mine over the internet, but the way he records his vlogs and documents life, he's very reflective in the way he edits, kind of like me as well. So definitely Jack, Jack Bratsit. I love Arlen Moore's vlogs. I've always been a Justice Sweet. Alona fan and how he did, you know, Daily Dogs in college. But a yeah. lot of his B-roll and cinematics is kind of what I use in mine. Mm -hmm. So definitely Justin, Arlen, and Jack are... Some of my favorite vloggers right now. And of course, this is one criminally underrated vlogger and honestly film director, but Bobby Misner. So all his vlogs, Bobby Misner. Yeah. Okay. Definitely check him out. The way, the way he records vlogs too. It's catching to the eye, constant, constant scenes, changing B-roll cinematics. So I love Bobby as well, for sure. Interesting. I'm glad you mentioned Arlen because I first want to make a point. <laughs> I am going to come down like three years from now and owe this guy a lot of credit because when I was put on to Arlen by a good friend of mine, I have been following Iman Godzi since I was 17. He's always kept the SMMA idea in my head, even though I was doing other things. And now that I turned 21 and I see the lifestyle and I see the social media game and I see the impact I can have on it, I've really taken it seriously. Arlen got my mentals right for that in the sense of everything he kind of said I was doing, but he confirmed it. And we have very similar, you know, how we look at women and how we look at just, we had very similar perspectives. And my friend who put me on probably knows me the best. So shout out Olivia, you're goat for that. And that's really cool because then you kind of found me and everyone I talk to that also listens to these types of guys, very similar people. So it's like, cool. Like it's, it's a unique community because it's not like they have millions of subscribers. There are hundreds of thousands, right? Iman has 150,000, I don't want to butcher it, on Instagram. It's nothing crazy, right? But the community behind it is so like these 1% thinkers, in my opinion. And it's very cool because if you stick with it, I think the results are there. I'm curious, have you, do you have any experiences doing courses? Yeah, I'm actually in Ireland's Tribe Accelerator course. I'm so, I knew, I knew it. Okay. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And it's, I joined back in May. Cool. And we got it. Started back in May. Yeah. Okay. We got an interview for it, but you know, you see my, my digital journal, my life's changed dramatically since then for sure. Positively. Yeah. So I'm cool. And how long have you been listening to Ireland and we'll, we'll move off the topic soon, but I think 
if you haven't started following him, go like and subscribe to Arlen because as you can see, he's provided a lot of value to both of us who are both very early in our journeys, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely since the personal development journey started, watched his blogs mm -hmm. and everything he was creating about personal development and just mindset design. So around since January for sure. Okay. So yeah. Interesting. Now here's another kind of just off key question. You said you're an entrepreneur earlier. You know, I've seen that, you know, what's a cool idea you think someone else should invent? Mm. Wow. That's a great question. Somebody, a great idea. Somebody else should invent. I would do it, but you don't have the, it's not your thing. Like you think it would benefit the world. I don't know. Oh, like honestly, like, I feel like the course game is super strong, especially because of the community and the network it provides. So definitely mm -hmm. there's a lot of courses and communities like it, but ones that help you break out of the matrix for sure. I know I have some experience with doing that, but not years and years of experience, but building a community of entrepreneurs and like-minded individuals who are all breaking out of the matrix collectively and crushing it in business. I feel like that would be a very strong idea for somebody to go for. Yeah, and that's cool. And I think the beauty of what we're the kind of the world we live in now is people are doing that on a smaller scale, right? Like it's collectively creating into that and it's the it's a good time for it because like anything, right? You know, the next you never know when the next thing's coming, but these things keep people learning and when people learn they grow. So nobody's like once you're in it, you're kind of addicted to it and you're really like, so I agree. And the more courses, the more options, you know, somebody may trust me, but not, you know, necessarily know you, but we're on a similar plane. So if I connect them with you, they're like, oh, okay. Like, and it exponentially grows that way. Cause you got to meet one person and then it's like, and we're going to get into networking later. I've got, I've already got that on there. So yeah. What was your first taste of entrepreneurship? So, um, would you say like any I guess even stories about like early business ideas or has it always kind of been content creation and now you're just starting to put the structure to it and really you yeah. know, kind of go with it? Yeah, for sure. My buddy and I started our brand university recap really around a year ago where we just, you know, mic'd up college kids at, at parties and did college photography, college party photography and, you know, did it all for free right now and got a little, a good Instagram out of it, built a good community did our first clothing drop. And just the other night I was talking with my friend about it. He's like, so like, what's next? You know, like I have the shirt on my lap. So it's the final shirt that I gave away. He's like, oh, like what's yeah. next? I'm like, continue with what we're doing. I know the camera's gonna be out this weekend and just start monetizing it, you know, find new ways to expand the brands, to build a community out of it, get people involved and start spreading to different colleges in Philly. The next thing you know, reaching out to different colleges across the country and individuals who do the same things that we do, like party photography and just build this nationwide brand that documents college lifestyle, whether that be, you know, a 21st birthday party, a frat event, sorority events, anything around campus. So really expanding the brand and continuing, continuing to do what we do with University Recap, yeah. because that is our baby at the end of the day. Right. And I don't know how much you've looked into you know what I'm doing at Plug Collect. It's just it's a very it's a very similar thing. It's really how Plug Talk like started. Like that intro video is like my favorite. And shout out Jared and Innovation Digital Media. That's my roommate. But he put together that intro video, of, and it was just like clips from our freshman sophomore year. We we're like we were just doing 
cool shit. And then we would talk on the podcast kind of about that. And now, you know, I spent a lot of time like building the groundwork and it's very, it's very similar. So I'm glad. And you'd say you come to Miami a little bit. So we'll, we'll have some talks because it's, I am start, I'm day by day, you know, connecting myself more into that scene because I take a real networking approach to it. And a lot of my partners and other people I'm working with, you know, they come to me like it's kind of like a business first thing for me, but I love it. And I like I do the free I started to do free photo shoots just because why not for DJs? So much fun, dude. All the followers like you connect with people like I guess while we're right there. Yeah. What are some tips for networking? Because I'm glad you mentioned that you guys were you. This was an idea to, you know, it's just so similar to what I've been building and what I've been doing. So I'm glad you said it. And it's my audience will resonate a lot. But yeah, what are some tips kind of for networking? Were you doing anything? Yeah, just kind of get into that. Yeah. Taking so much action, it overwhelms the careful <laughs> mind. That's what the summer looked yeah. like. I mean, I would go to artist shows that I was, you know, invite only artist shows and I'd be going alone. You know, I live in Philly alone the summer and just mm -hmm. did things by myself. You know, went to these artist shows by myself, networked by myself did things that I normally wouldn't do around a year ago. I'm not a man of great fear, but the one fear I say I do have is fear of the unknown, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. So just attacking that fear this summer and doing things yeah. by myself, that's really the best way you can network yourself because, you know, like a personal brand, a digital brand, it is your business. Who you are is a business, especially in the entrepreneur game. So being confident in yourself and going to all these events and taking so much action on talking to people, networking with people, that really overwhelms your fearful mind. That's the best advice I can give for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, we were, again, me and my roommate, Jared, just talking about this the other day. Like when you just do this, like you set out to do stuff and then you just do it and you keep taking action. It's never as bad as you think. Like mm -hmm. it's never actually that bad. The worst part is not doing it then dreading it then if you missed it like my thing is like if i miss a meeting because i'm like you know tired or just you know how college is like just it happens like it happens you're like uh oh, just and you don't really feel like you have to be there the negative residual is so much more because then they hit you up three days later like yo why that did you miss the meeting like you know it's just not if whereas with if i just show up sometimes it's not even that bad they just want it's it's more about did you show up and that goes so far with people like i get compliments all the time in my production meetings about just texting people back and again back to arlen he said he responds to 99 percent of his dms he'd believe it i've never hit up that guy and really not seen like a response from it and i take it into my business now i'm like cool this is these are the people i'm talking to you know they're paying me to do a service let's you know let's get on that so Cool, man. Right. I think that's you have a great take on that. And now let's get into what you think, just to kind of wrap up this entrepreneurship topic in a sense. What is What do you think the current state of entrepreneurship is? Growing exponentially. The great awakening, information revolution, people are realizing that if they want to chase that business dream, that venture, that they can actually do it. And, you know, you take action on that. So it's definitely growing. People are becoming aware of entrepreneurship and i'm really excited for that because the next yeah. five to ten years you're going to see a huge growth of entrepreneurs in this world i think it's what's going to end up keeping everything together and i think people think it's risky when i say that but i want to make this as i've made a point to make all my shows more direct what's what people are less interested in what 
the government's trying to tell them to do and more interested in what they can create for themselves and how they can take their current position and not have less dependency on what else is happening and what's happening that doesn't directly you know like affect them i think there's more people because now when you're not under the jurisdiction of someone who's controlling your your income and like how much you make and deciding based on all these rules and all this you know this other shit and how long you've been there whatever but not on the skill that you actually have now there's more ways than ever to highlight those skills you have and profit from them so there's no cap on how much money you can make how many different ways can you scale out this skill and that's what i've been really dialed in on like what am i good at how many different ways can i do it and how many people like who do i already know that kind of needs it Mm -hmm. and can really really run with it and like you said it's the great awakening it's escape the matrix here's a point i want to make and i want to know if you agree with it so there we now live in we have been living in a space where you have access to every answer pretty much in the world that you could ever want but the world has been built for the last hundred like literally two thousand years on not having access to all the information in the world so it's not unreal do you think it's unrealistic that a a 16 year old you know of high intelligence could have a higher iq than the people that raised him or the the way that they came up do you think it's very reasonable that there's a lot of teenagers you know mid that's why there's a lot of mid-20s millionaires that just have have figured it out on a higher scale than anyone ever could because of you know what's available now yeah yeah i mean when i was in miami like all these e-com guys were you know 18 and bossing in the e-com game i'm realizing that yeah like they are financially sound they know what they're doing they know how to take a tiktok ad agency and run it up and scale it exponentially so yeah to answer that question yes i agree with you 100 percent. and i feel like these young entrepreneurs got it from somewhere whether that be family or other young entrepreneurs as well but i do think that the youth is who controls the future so i find so much comfort in knowing that these individuals are seeing opportunities as this world is drastically changing every day and yeah you know just uncertainties happen you know we see it all the time but to see these young to see to see the youth continue to do what they do and expand the mind mm-hmm. embrace the chaos and just absolutely boss it in business makes me yeah. happy and brings me a lot of comfort because like i said we do control the future which scares a lot of people yeah and i think it only scares them because they automatically go to no they haven't been here as long as i have so there's no way they could do this better than anyone that's already tried to do it right and my thing is the only reason we're in the state we're in is because a lot of people were knew that they could do it better than who'd already tried to do it why do you think we have iphones why do you think we have the internet why do you think there is just a million you know why do you think people make money now because posting a funny tiktok video like do you when you say that out loud it shows you how little it's always like just everything's kind of really mattered it's just more about look you have a one in 400 trillion chance of being here so if you make the most out of it you're going to be rewarded of it but if you follow just 
what you what other people are telling you to do and you don't take the time to listen to yourself, you're going to fall in a place where you're not happy. There's no, why would you be happy? You're not doing what you decide, what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You never took the time to figure it out either. And like, there's ways to do that and still maintain what you're already doing. It's an hour, you know, it's an hour a day. It's 10 minutes in the morning, right? It's 10 minutes in the morning. And we'll dive into that, but let's switch gears quickly to, not quickly, but to college. You're a current junior at Temple University. I want to know your perceived college experience versus now your actual since you are two years in the game and i think that's a healthy dose of like you've been able to differentiate you know yeah i always saw college as this stepping stone into your professional life and going into college the only expectations i had were the ones that were influenced onto me by you know older siblings or cousins or friends who went through college so I went into college thinking that it was just going to be this big party scene and, you know, I was still going to get something out of it. Right. So two years go by, I realized after my freshman year that at the end of the day, I was actually a little bit worse off. You know, I went back in life and then sophomore year came around. I felt like I was doing the same thing. And then that's where like the whole personal development came in. And now I'm realizing that two years into college is over. And those were like the baby years. And now junior and senior year are the years that, you know, you actually got to wake up. You got to take this seriously and you got to start networking because that's what I feel like college is after all, is taking action on everything that's offered to you and doing more than the status quo, which is, you know, go to college, become a good employee. Like obviously being an entrepreneur in college is extremely difficult, but all the networking you can do like through clubs, like the Entrepreneurial Student Association, where I was just giving a workshop yesterday, which was awesome. Yeah. Like keep doing stuff like that and networking and taking action on your network. And then next, mm -hmm. no, you graduate college with the perfect opportunity you ever had because those past two years, you were taking so much action every day. Yeah, no. And I, you know, I 100% agree with that. I mean, wouldn't you, would you say that, they come more naturally the more you put yourself in those situations or that you just take, I mean, I guess you could say it's both ways, but yeah. Do you get more, nat do you feel like you get more natural opportunities by just putting yourself in those that you didn't expect before you went? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The things in your yeah. life, actually, I actually have a quote right behind me. The things I attract into my life are even better than I imagined them to be because I had now have a definite plan finally it took me two years into college and now have a definite plan as long as i keep taking action on that things are gonna you know work out better than expected and it just starts to happen cool shit starts to happen like, like the opportunities just just show themselves to you and it's yeah it's overwhelming at first but you know as long as you're meditating you're reading you're happy with yourself then yeah they only get better and better that's where I'm glad you made a point of that because, you know, a big point of me even having a podcast is I've always seen a lack in the market of people talking about actually being in the process. There's just a bunch of successful people talking about how they, you know, they did it and I get it and I, you know, I respect the hell out of it. The reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because of them. At the same time, it's so quick if you just are listening to people that have already made it to pressure yourself into thinking it's going to happen tomorrow. And that's not to knock on negative people. I'm talking, there's a lot of also successful people that consistently listen to those guys, but it's still exposed to the 18 to 24 year olds. We're like, we've been adults for three years. Like I've been an adult for three years <laughs> and we're putting all this like 
And now, you know, I graduated college a year early. So it's like, you know, I get in the room with people who are like, what do you mean you're not working five days a week, nine to five somewhere? Like, so the rest of your life is set up. I'm like, because I'm 21 and I could fall on my face at 26 and be totally okay with it because I know how to get back. You know, like I get like now's the time to test if, you know, just having good intentions and, you know, believing your life is abundant really works because when you're 35 if you decide to do that there's nothing wrong with it you know i always say like you're still very young you know but it's harder because you have 34 years of thinking in a different way i have two years of being an adult you know two years of being an adult but i've kind of been on this wave since a what like a decent amount of time whatever but you know you get the point simple mindset shift right there right like it's simple and now by me even saying that and you know you also understanding it you get instant like it's just like it helps so many people, and so I'm glad we went there. I don't know where we're at, but anyway, Temple. Why Temple? I love Temple. Since my freshman year of high school, I knew I was going to Temple U. I love that it's an urban school. I love Philly. Philly, okay. my city. The fact that I can hop on the subway and be there in five ten minutes, center city, and that's why I really enjoyed the summer so much. Living down here was, you know, having Philly in my backyard, um, but. I love the business school at Temple. I know there's there's a big stigma and stereotypes about the Fox School business at Temple U, but you know, like I said, the network you have, especially through stereotypes, meaning party stereotypes, just like preppy business school. Or so I've heard, but I've okay. seen myself it's as creative, so I never look at myself like that. Yeah. <laughs> but people you know. really woke up; they realized business was everywhere anyway. Exactly. Uh, I, know, I know Temple has a great entrepreneurship program. I'm yeah. experiencing it every day now that I'm here and doing that. But it was always a natural thing. My mom went to a branch campus of Temple and you know she enjoyed it there. So there was always a little something there. And of course, my older sister just graduated as a nurse. She's two years above. So I had her here as well, which was really cool. And most importantly, just being in the city, you know, I feel like it's so different from the Penn State to the Temple University, like being in the suburbs, you could say, and then being in the urban environment. Urban environment breeds opportunity and you take action. Right. Next thing you know, like you're like the kingpin of Philadelphia. Yeah, because you're in the city, right? Yeah. And that's that's 100% why it wasn't even, dude, I didn't apply to like, I told my parents I applied to like FSU and all these state schools in Florida. And like, I never applied. I had no shot at getting into UF. Like I wasn't, stressed i just well, i was going out of state or i was going to south florida i was like there's no like my grandma's in west palm like i understood miami could be this up and coming thing i was like if i'm there shit will happen right didn't happen instantly but also probably was happening just not on what i was okay with right because we do that we're like nah it's not what i thought but it only been a year now we're three years in okay. uh, so i definitely agree if you have the opportunity to get in the city do it because you're around it's hard not to be around hustlers because if you walk outside, there's somebody around you that's trying to get somewhere. Right. Like, you know, in my aspect, I'm in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. If I go out to the bars, it's hard to be around people that can't just sling twelve to fifteen dollar drinks. They have to be doing something to get in that place. It's not it it's not to it's not a negative. It's just we chose to be there. So like <laughs> you have to do something to make sure you, you know, you can maintain it. And like so you meet a lot of creators, entrepreneurs, a lot of people who may have not come there, and you probably notice this in the city, to do what they're currently doing. Like, you know, I was kind of in a luxury sales instance where I kind of thought I was going to be a broker and real estate. But see, 
like a nice way in social media to still market and network and grow brands. Like that was really what I was doing anyway. So, and you meet so many other people that are like, yeah, you know, I've tried the social media thing. It's an online business, whatever, you know, and they try the content production because they can be at the clubs. So it's like, if you're not around clubs, how are you going to know you want to take pictures at clubs? Like, exactly. You know. That's why I love yeah. the city because like, it's so different from mm-hmm. a school that's just like out of nowhere. In the middle of and how far is that from where you grew up? I'm not super noticeable. I know I'm wearing the patch shirt, but that's that's yeah, the, that's yeah. I that's grew up um, around 30 to 45 minutes north of Philly, so not oh. far at all. Like it's, a, it's, it's an easy drive cool. back home if I wanted to go. Yeah, cool. Now, do you want to stay? And do you have any idea where you're going to be after graduation? Oh, I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. Two years is a lot of time. Yeah, but that's how I think too. So I'm yeah, yeah. okay. We'll definitely, definitely Philly for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Would you agree you could be now? Do you think you could be in a place where it doesn't really matter necessarily where you live? So like you could have like a home base, but you like, do you have that? Oh, maybe that's a better question. Do you have aspirations to, to travel after you graduate or do you want to like dial in somewhere and then do that stuff a little later? Europe, 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 Europe. Europe. I went back in high school. I loved it there. I was yeah. in Spain, Italy, Swiss. I'm thinking spring this. I'm thinking spring of next year. I keep telling people. I said spring, summer, but keep me in the loop because I have a cousin who's our age in Amsterdam. That I'll definitely like. He oh. loves. We're the same. Yeah. Yeah. He's super lit. Like, there I we love go. him. Um, yeah. And then my what, my freshman year roommate. I don't mind getting into this because I love David, but he he was he's from the UK. I'm not gonna butcher where he's from, like Catterick or something. I think I already said it wrong. So okay. sorry, David. Yeah, he's from the the UK, so he's like, yeah, dude, Europe, like, let's go. Let me know if you, who you're with, whatever. So, yeah, we'll make it happen. But back to the podcast, I want to maybe. Would you say there's something you do that do in your relationships that you think has a positive impact on people? Like, is there anything specific? How I was raised was that always put people in front of you. You know, one of my principles that's literally right in front of me is love first. You know, always go about every new conversation and situation with love and affection. Love transcends dimensions of time and space. Ever since I watched Interstellar in full and saw that quote from Anne Hathaway, that love transcends dimensions of time and space, I always thought differently. And every new person I meet, for example, you, I'm just meeting you right now, but I'm very affectionate. I love what you do. And that's really the one thing I take about meeting new people and just continue on with these conversations. Keep that high energy. Put a smile on somebody's face. You know you have everything you need to succeed. But some people might not think that. So change their minds a little bit. Be affectionate towards them. You know, show some love and just keep the high energy up. Yeah, because it comes back to you. And I think that's what the whole point. They're always just like, did you, how do you know it's going to like happen if you don't put it out there and like show that you're feeling it or thinking it or, you know, you're grateful for it or whatever? People get so obsessed. And again, this is a show where we're really in the process. I've recently have really gotten over this with what it looks like and what it's going to look like when it comes back to them or what it's like, what they're gearing. Like if they want to feel us, we're really only obsessed with a feeling but we think it's supposed to look this way when we reach that goal. But really, it's just going to be how you feel about it. So you can't, like, if you obsess over what it looks like, you're just going to force a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. There's things that I'm feeling in this business that I expected to feel doing a separate type thing. and But it's the same 
concept, the service is still the same. The concept of just growing people, you know, is just still the same, like allowing people to make money being like in a place of comfort and just like remote, right? One of the best feelings. Yeah, it's cool. And you get addicted to anyone, like, again, just touching back on the entrepreneurship thing to creating your own wealth. It's like, people are like, oh, why do you work 10 hours a day? Cause you don't work, like you don't feel it. It's like, there's different things you can do that are profitable when you're controlling, you know, where it's coming from and who's kind of like, you decide that these people are high value people that are gonna grow. like grow with what you're doing. So you're taking more action on those interactions right. than something that's not that for you. There's less time for, you know, like I, like the frat bullshit. Like there's less time to talk to those people, mm-hmm. you know? Well now what are, I? okay, this is a cool question. Just to kind of, I'm not say wrap it up, but we are getting close to the end. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? Ooh, everything happens for a reason. I feel cool. Every yeah. little, little thing happens for a reason and it always mm. make you better whether that's yeah. pod with you going about my day today having a conversation yesterday everything happens for a reason you have to realize what reason it's for and just understand that embrace it acknowledge it and move on with your life that's the best advice i've ever heard sweet now what are three things you think people learn too late three things people learn too late Yes. First and foremost, foremost, that just popped in my head was definitely that if you want to live that life, you can live that life. Number two, you don't need education to be successful. And number three, your network is your net worth. Yes, I agree. Okay. And now this one, I want to I have to get a quick shout out because I don't, have you heard of the MBH podcast, Money Buys Happiness? No, I have not by full send i highly suggest you should check it out these guys are they're active in there like they're posting and just like they keep up with it and they're so it's so clear like how grateful they are for the opportunity to work with Nelk. like they're boys from canada like and they have this this podcast called money buys happiness and a question they like their whole thing is they ask all their guests you know in your opinion does money buy happiness so i'm gonna give credit to them and relay that to you like we've had this just this conversation and i'm curious like does money buy happiness? To ultimately answer that question, no. I feel like money doesn't buy happiness. Happiness is a choice. Whether you're broke or you're a billionaire, how you just feel, the emotions you give off is ultimately your choice. And on the other hand, I feel like money buys time, which is the more important one because time is crucial. Time to focus on things that make you happy. But no, I don't think money buys happiness. It buys things that make you happy, like time. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's that's my. I've always seen that question on the edge of, and I won't answer it because if I'm ever on their show, I'll answer it for real. But I've always seen it agreed on the time and like I come to freedom. Like, yes, if you have the when you have the freedom to think and do that. But at the end of the day, if you choose to be happy with where you're at, things will come. Right. 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 Won't really matter. Okay. Now, all right, the last two. What are three questions? And I say one to three because they can be quick or long, whatever. What are three questions you have? Well, hold up, hold up first. I missed one at the top. Okay, what ex- first off, what excited you about this opportunity to come on the show? And then we'll get into the last two. Wow, man, connect with you. I know I'm going to see you in the next three months in Miami. So just to connect with you. And yeah. Pick your brain a little bit. You pick my brain a little bit. Definitely to connect mm-hmm. with you and just get your vibe. For sure. Cool. Sick. 
Okay. Now, what are three questions you have for the host? For the host? This is you. My host, Jack. Yeah. This is me. Three questions. Mm-hmm. Can be about anything. I leave it absolutely. I just have to answer them. That's yeah. what I like to oh, I love that. I like to say. I love that. Yeah. What are you most excited about right now? <laughs> right now, I'm most excited that I'm building Plug Collect. This bringing Plug Talk back a little earlier than maybe I expected is a big part of that. It's just I see the momentum. I see a community kind of engaging. And it's the first time I have a a clear vision, in a sense, at least a structured vision, on how I can actually grow people, how I can actually, you know, keep people engaged and obviously perform high quality service for, you know, just way less. And like a big thing I always say is just like, and I came to this realization this year, people are paying social media managers 30, 40 grand a year. Great. Good for them. You can get my agency for 10K a year, right? Like a thousand dollars a month and pretty much automate everything. Like it's very hard and become part of something where you're going to grow anyway, because now you're connected with all the brands that also are involved with us. And I, yeah, that's what I'm most excited about because it wasn't always this way, even six months ago. I mean, it, the name changed, you know, I, the name changed because Adam 22 launched a show called plug talk show. And we were just a podcast at that time, but now we're a social media brand. And I think it's just, it's better than porn stars in my opinion. I love it. I love that was a great response. Question two was, Oh, what did you have to overcome in your entrepreneurial journey to get you Mm -hmm. where you are right now i had to overcome this is the first time i've really i've really admitted this but i had to overcome i don't impatience and imposter syndrome i had a lot of success at a young age with my first company and you know from like and i don't like even that it's just like from 17 to 19, I just, I had this thing that was working and, you know, it was cool. And it got me into a lot of my opportunities in college as a big selling point that I had sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of other people's stuff in two years. Mm. Right. And collected a 10 or 20% profit on it. Like, you know, and it was cool. It was just the biggest thing I had to overcome was I just rode that kind of too much. Even when I wasn't taking action towards it, I let it as a buffer for me not to involve with other things. Cause like, I'm so busy with the business because I was in high school and I was, but then I got to college and I was running track and I was doing these things. So it was imposter syndrome. And now, you know, not taking the time to myself to realize like, what do you really want? And how can you like be the realest version? And I know I was so worried that when I started this kind of like journey that I'd lose that edge that having the business and having all this gave me. The business didn't go anywhere, but it, my mindset towards it changed and the whole brand of it kind of started to shift because I started taking action, but I didn't start taking action until I was like, started meditating, getting into, had to go through that whole thing, being to like kind of realizing that and not still not being honest with myself, like still just being like lying and acting like things were happening when they, they really weren't. So yeah, imposter syndrome for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. That was a great response. Mm-hmm. What's the one event or day that completely changed your life? I'd like to say I haven't had it yet, but so far to answer that question, I would like, I, so, okay. I think this is going to be a unique answer. When the day we had to, go home for COVID. And I won't get into too much personal detail because I mean, I oh, actually, you know, like I said, this can be an honest show. So 
for my instance, just for some background, I was in my freshman year of college and we had just had spring break. So it was just like the most fun time ever. Like, but this freshman year of college, we had two hurricanes. Like we had a week's off of school. I was back home. I had, oh my gosh. Like, it was just such a very wild, like very freshman free flowing. And I was running track during all this. So it's like very interesting. And I just remember being in study hall one day and like people are like, oh, they're going to cancel school for like two weeks. Like we get to go home. So I'm like, okay, whatever. It's cool. I don't have a, to run this track meet this weekend. Thank God. Like <laughs> This cross country race is like, cool. Like we don't have practice, you know? And cause the hurricanes, like we had to stay for practice a lot. So yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, it was the day we had to go home for COVID because when I realized like that was where I was going to be permanently, like you just kind of. I don't know. You missed, like, I missed my friends and stuff, but I was also coming off of like, like a breakup and like one of my first, like more real relationships, I'd say. And it didn't end anything negative. Like it's the, like it's, it was amicable. Like it wasn't like that part of it. It was just kind of like that you lost that. And then you didn't know why really, because like, not, like we said, nothing negative really happened. And then you have this, like now all your friends and your track first year, you're about we we are just about to start the track season. I'm not. I was I was recruited for cross country and track, but I always loved track. So I was like ready to compete and really show what I could do, like short distance and stuff. And yeah, you just you trained all year, or whatever. So now you're home. But it the day, the reason I'm glad, like it's almost like why am I like I'm not saying I'm glad COVID happened. It was a terrible thing, but I'm saying the fact that I it like I had to be separated the day I had to get separated from the school environment. Like you had to be with your self you know so yeah. yeah i'd say that day early early march it's probably when all this kind of went it led me into having a very fun like sophomore year and like go, i just went to the gym and was working out at home like everything and then you kind of i rode that high and got to have another little low where like the residual fell off right and now i'm dialed into this place where i haven't been ever i always say i haven't been like i really haven't been here ever just 15 months or more you know locked in knowing exactly what day it is and what I'm doing. Like, it's cool. And I knew I was going to get addicted to it, but now, now it's more fun because, and I want to just make this point, you realize how much time you really have. I still am having just as much fun I was having. It's just from 10 AM to five o'clock. Like, I don't need to talk to anyone. Like this is my, you know, this is what we do. Yeah. So that was good, man. Uh, those are good three questions. And then, all right, man, plug us in, you know, where can we connect with you? Obviously this is plug talk, plug collect. It's going to, I know a lot of accounts that literally follow me and they just look for everyone that I shout out and they, some of them probably followed you yesterday. Yeah. I can think exactly who it was. So yeah. Plug us in, man. Where can we find you? And what are you, what are you most excited about right now? Yeah, sure. We can definitely reach me on Instagram at Evan senior. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about right now is just doing more things like this, networking and being very present, staying humble, staying grateful for wow. Like everything, yeah. being what the future has in store, you know, for sure. Cool, man. All right, brother. That was a sick. That was a sick episode. I just want to 